What if you knew that you couldn't fail? Wouldn't that be amazing? Well, if you cultivate the habit of persistence, you will not fail. The Thinking Yourself into Exponential Results series on the podcast comes to you every Saturday morning and takes what we discuss in the Morning Mindset Club, compiles it into one easy to access recording and gives you some killer bonus content at the end that's not to be missed and only available here. So let's dive right in. Good morning and welcome to another great day with the Morning Mindset Club. I am Amira Alvarez and let's continue our conversation about persistence. Hill says, there is no substitute for persistence. It cannot be supplanted by any other quality. Let's just stop right there. You must be persistent is what he's saying. You cannot have success if you are not persistent. Okay, there is no, there is no way around this. There's no shortcut here. There's no, I'll do this instead. You must be persistent. And he says, remember this, and it will hearten you in the beginning when the going seems to be difficult and slow. If you are just starting out in business, you must prove your grit. You must stay persistent. You can do that with ease and flow, but generally speaking, in the beginning, there's going to be a lot of challenges and you're going to be facing things that are difficult and hard and you must persistently move through them. Now, there are easier ways to do this, which is what I coach my clients on, and there are more challenging ways to do this. The beginning stops more people than further along. The further along you are, you will still hit challenges, but you will have built some confidence in yourself already, okay? And then as you keep going, and you're further along in business and further along in business, you will realize that you have been persistent, that you have built the muscle of persistence and how key it is. And you can use that experience and that knowledge to persevere when things get challenging again, because they will. Life is like the waves of the ocean. Business is like the waves of the ocean. The waves are gonna keep coming. You must learn how to surf. Part of learning how to surf, there's lots to this, but part of it is being persistent. You just need to stay in the game, stick with it, keep going, keep, not necessarily keep going in the same manner, that's banging your head against the wall, and, and that's the definition of the insanity, but you must, keep trying. The classic example of this is Edison with the light bulb. It took a thousand tries for him to create the image that he held in his mind. A thousand tries. That means a thousand failures or a thousand temporary defeats. But he was persistent. He was like, I'm going to try this. I'll, I'll try this. What about this? What if I try it like this? And he kept going. He didn't do the same thing over and over again. And this has to be how you show up as well. So if you are in a challenge right now, pause and ask a better question. How can I do this differently? How can I make this easy? How can I keep going? What is the answer that's right here, right now for you? 
Good morning and welcome to another great day with the Morning Mindset Club. I'm Amira Alvarez and let's continue our conversation on persistence. Hill says, those who have cultivated the habit of persistence seem to enjoy insurance against failure. Don't you want that? Insurance against failure? What if you knew that you couldn't fail? Wouldn't that be amazing? Well, if you cultivate the habit of persistence, you will not fail. Will there be temporary defeats? Will there be challenges? Will there be, you know, bumps in the road, mountains in your way? Absolutely. But you have to learn how to move mountains. And this requires persistence. You must cultivate persistence. Hill goes on to say, no matter how many times they are defeated, they finally arrive up toward the top of the ladder. Sometimes it appears that there is a hidden guide whose duty it is to test men through all sorts of discouraging experiences. Those who pick themselves up after defeat and keep on trying arrive and the world cries, bravo, I knew you could do it. The hidden guide lets no one enjoy great achievement without passing the persistence test. Those who can't take it simply do not make the grade. This is an absolute truth. 100%. No exceptions. There will always be challenges in life. That's the hidden guide. It's there to encourage you to grow, but it requires your persistence in that growth. The thing that's in front of you that's challenging you right now, you have choices. You can grow from it. You can become more. You can take it as a throw down the gauntlet. I will step up to this challenge. I will figure this out. I will grow through it and become more. That's where success comes from. Or you can say, this is too much for me. I quit. I turn around. I stop. I'm defeated. Those are the choices. Which are you going to choose? Sure enough, it could just be temporary defeat. It could just be six months. It could be just two years. It could just be five years. But we want to close the gap on time. How long are you going to stay defeated mentally, emotionally, and stop taking action, stop being persistent? How quickly can you pull yourself up by the bootstraps? Now, this is not an argument for suppressing your emotions or just putting a smiley face on. You want to feel the feels and you want to problem solve so that you can move through and become more, not just stay at the same level and grind it out. So grind it out has a couple different meanings. I use it in both ways. In this case, I'm meaning like you're just hitting your head against the wall. You're not actually growing. But grinding it out is sometimes what's required to move through the challenge. And this is a positive grind it out. This means, you know what? I have to learn this skill set and I have to do it over and over and over again. And I need to to build that ability in myself. And it's going to feel like a grind initially because it's challenging for me. I haven't learned it yet. 
That's persistence. That's growth. So are you going to be someone who can take it and is going to pick up that challenge? Or are you going to be someone who is defeated? In this case, it is a black and white answer. It is binary. You must decide that you are someone who persists. Good morning and welcome to another great day with the Morning Mindset Club. I'm Amira Alvarez and let's continue on this theme of persistence. Hill goes on to say, those who can take it, and here he's referring to the guide whose duty is to test men through all sorts of discouraging experiences and those who pick themselves up after defeat and keep on trying. Those are the ones who can take it. Okay. So those who can take it are bountifully rewarded for their persistence. They receive as their compensation, whatever goal they are pursuing. That is not all. They receive something infinitely more important than material compensation. The knowledge that every failure brings with it the seed of an equivalent advantage. This is so important. This is the law of polarity. The law of polarity says that everything is created as a whole. There are no halves. There are no fractions. Fractions are a creation of our imagination, of human imagination. But everything in this universe is created whole. There are two sides to everything. Up, down, left, right, front, back. You can't have a front without a back. You can't have a left without a right or an up without a down. Top without a bottom. Everything is created as a whole. Which means that every failure also has the equivalent seed of an advantage that comes with it. An equal and opposite success. And if you are persistent, you will achieve that success. There is an equivalent success. Big problem, big opportunity. But you must be persistent in your pursuit of that opportunity in order to call in the success that you want, in order to release the side that is failure and step into the side that is success, the win, the next level. So this is a big concept and I I understand that it might be challenging to grasp. If you don't understand this, please write a comment or email us and I will answer your question. Hello, hello, and welcome to another great day with the Morning Mindset Club. I'm Amira Alvarez, and let's get going here. Hill says, they, the people who are persistent, are the ones who have not accepted defeat as being anything more than temporary. They are the ones whose desires are so persistently applied that defeat is finally changed into victory. We who stand on the sidelines of life See the overwhelming, lar- overwhelmingly large number who go down in defeat, never to rise again. We see the few who take the punishment of defeat as an urge to greater effort. These 
fortunately, never learn to accept life's reverse gear. But what we do not see, what most of us never suspect of existing, is the silent but irresistible power which comes to the rescue of those who fight on in the face of discouragement. If we speak of this power at all, we call it persistence and let it go at that. One thing we all know, one does not possess persistence. One does not achieve noteworthy success in any calling. Okay, a few things to highlight here. We see the few who take the punishment of defeat as an urge to greater effort. Is that how you're seeing the challenges that you face? Now, effort doesn't need to mean struggle, doesn't need to mean monkey on your back. Sometimes it does. Sometimes you have to move through that. Sometimes you have to be persistent there. But fundamentally, we want to get in the flow of life so that when we see the challenge, we're like, game on, let's go. I can figure this out. Yes. And we roll with it. We know we have the expectation that, you know what? Life comes with challenges. Am I going to crawl into my hidey hole and go under the covers? Am I going to feel sorry for myself? Or am I going to say, yes, of course, this is what's in front of me. And now I need to step forward and up to the challenge. And when you get good at this and you release the internal idea that you are somehow wrong or not enough because this challenge has come your way, you can easily make some quick decisions, course correct, make some phone calls, solve the problem, do the thing. It's not to say that there will never be challenges and there will be big challenges, but you must see it as a call to action and you must see yourself as being able to handle it easily. This is ultimately where you'll get to. In the beginning, there's a bit of a rocky road that you have to move through and you need to use persistence there, especially. And as you get good at this, I see my clients who've been with me for a while get better and better and better at this to the point where they're able to handle major issues in a matter of 20 or 30 minutes rather than being down for the count. They're able to handle client issues. I I just, something that just popped into my head. Someone uh, made a proposal recently and the client said that they they weren't happy with their, their company, were going with another company. And she handled it with such a plume that a mere three, four days later, he was back saying, you know, I changed my mind. I would really like to work with you. The way you handled that made so much sense to me. This is how it works. She didn't get thrown off. She didn't uh, get get defeated by it. She knew how to handle it, but she had to go through a number of experiences earlier and stay persistent and not give up to get to that place. Now, there's another thing in this section that I want to highlight. He says, 
Hill says, but what we do not see, what most of us never suspect of existing is the silent but irresistible power which comes to the rescue of those who fight on in the face of discouragement. What is that? That is spirit. That is source. That's the universe. That is God. That is life energy. That is divine intelligence. It is here for you all the time, but you need to meet it and say, you really want what you want. And the way you communicate that is through persistence. It's through saying, I do want it. You think it's testing you and it is, it's saying, do you really want this? Do you really want this? And when you say yes, when you step forward, when you persistently ask better questions and do the work and take the action, you will get the ways and the means to solve the problem. You will get the ideas, the opportunities, the brainstorms, the intuitive hits, the divine downloads, and spirit will guide you, but you must stay persistent. So are you accepting temporary defeat? Are you available for that? Are you allowing it into your life? Are you allowing that to be part of your behavioral patterns? If you are, how quickly can you get right back at it? Hello, hello, and welcome to another great day with the Morning Mindset Club. I'm Amira Alvarez, and let's jump into a story that Hill shares here in this chapter on persistence. He says, the secret is told in the struggle of Fanny Hurst, whose persistence conquered the Great White Way. Now, the Great White Way is a nickname for a section of Broadway in Midtown. Um, So just in case you want to know what that means. She came to New York in 1915 to convert writing into riches. The conversion did not come quickly, but it came. For four years, Miss Hurst learned about the sidewalks of New York from firsthand experience. She spent her days laboring and her nights hoping. When hope grew dim, she did not say, all right, Broadway, you win. She said, very well, Broadway, you may whip some, but not me. I'm going to force you to give up. One publisher, the Saturday Evening Post, sent her 36 rejection slips before she broke the ice and got a story across. The average writer, like the average in other walks of life, would have given up the job when the first rejection slip came. She pounded the pavements for four years to the tune of the publisher's no, because she was determined to win. Then came the payoff. The spell had been broken. The unseen guide had tested Fanny Hurst and she could take it. From the time on, from that time on, publishers made a beaten path to her door. Money came so fast, she hardly had time to count it. Then the moving picture men discovered her and money came not in small change, but in floods. The moving picture rights to her latest novel, Great Laughter, brought $100,000, said to be the highest price ever paid for a story before publication. Her royalties from the sale of the book probably will run much more. And so it goes on. 
here is, it's so important. Here is a story, one single story, but you can find examples of this in every successful person. Just ask them. Look up stories of other writers and how many times they got rejected. Look to see how many times people got told no and had to get up. Michael Jordan was cut from his high school varsity team. Did he accept defeat? No, he worked his ass off to get better. And so did this woman, Fanny Hurst. She wasn't good enough to achieve success initially. She had to better her best. She had to grow and she had to stay in the game. She had to stay persistent. How are you going to better your best? How are you going to stay persistent today? Good morning and welcome to another great day with the Morning Mindset Club. I'm Amira Alvarez and let's get started. Hill says, persistence is a state of mind. Therefore, it can be cultivated. Like all states of mind, persistence is based upon definite causes. I want to pause there. Persistence is based upon definite causes. There is always a cause that comes before the effect or the result that you want. This is the law of cause and effect. If you want a particular result or a particular effect, like being persistent, you must put in the correct causes. So let's talk about what those are. Hill says that they are definiteness of purpose. So one of the causes of persistence is being definite in your purpose. Knowing what one's what one wants is the first and perhaps the most important step toward the development of persistence. A strong motive forces one to surmount many difficulties. This is so true. His next point is desire. And I would say that that goes hand in hand with desire. Desire he says, it is comparatively easy to acquire and to maintain persistence in pursuing the object of intense desire. You must have a burning desire. You must have an obsession. You, With that kind of obsession, that kind of burning desire, that true want, you will have a strong enough motive to overcome and surmount the challenges that inevitably come up when you're scaling your business, going for your big goal, going after what you want. The third point that Hill makes in terms of what causes persistence is self-reliance, which he defines as the belief in one's ability to carry out a plan. That belief encourages one to follow the plan through with persistence. Self-reliance can be developed through the principle described in the chapter on auto-suggestion. So if you are having trouble with feeling self-reliant, you must start following through on the little things in your life and start building them. Don't stick with the little things alone. That's a recipe for giving up on yourself. That's a recipe for going slow. That's a recipe for stopping. 
That's a recipe for, for lying to yourself. But start with the small things and rapidly build up to bigger and bigger things that you do consistently, you follow through on. Next up, Hill says, definiteness of plans. That's a requirement for persistence. If you don't have clear, organized plans, it's hard to be persistent. You're going to be waylaid. He says, organized plans, even though they may be weak and entirely impractical, encourage persistence. So think about that. Do you have an organized plan? This is something that I teach in the Business Acceleration Bootcamp. If you are interested in figuring out how to do that, please reach out to us. The next thing up is accurate knowledge. Knowing that one's plans are sound based upon experience or observation encourages persistence. Guessing instead of knowing destroys experience. You must get, uh, destroys persistence, excuse me. You must get experience. You must put yourself out there. You must go forward and make those mistakes. That's how you're going to gain experience and get accurate knowledge. Next up, cooperation. Sympathy, understanding, and harmonious cooperation with others tends to develop persistence. If you're always at counter purposes with the people you work with, your clients, your partner, the people in your life, it's going to be hard for you to keep moving forward persistently. You want to be in good relationships. Any toxic relationships have got to go. Next up, willpower. The habit of concentrating one's thoughts upon the building of plans for the attainment of a definite purpose leads to persistence. You must focus, guys. You have to focus. Let me say it again. You have to learn how to focus. And last in his list is habit. Persistence is the direct result of habit. The mind absorbs and becomes a part of the daily experiences upon which it feeds. Your habits, your daily habits. Fear, the worst of all enemies, can be effectively cured by forced repetition of acts of courage. Everyone who has seen active service in war knows this. You can build your persistence, build your ability to go forward through a repetition of acts of courage. Courage means you feel the fear and you do it anyways. You're courageous in the face of fear. You fear a little less, but the fear is there and you go, you do the thing. Good morning and welcome to another great day with the Morning Mindset Club. We are now on the section entitled Symptoms of Lack of Persistence. Hill says, here you will find the real enemies which stand between you and noteworthy achievement. So this is really important, guys. Listen up. Really listen up. This is what's standing between you and noteworthy achievement. Here you will not only Find the symptoms indicating weakness of persistence, but also the deeply seated subconscious causes of this weakness. 
Study the list carefully and face yourself squarely. If you really wish to know who you are and what you are capable of doing, these are the weaknesses which must be mastered by all who accumulate riches. So important. So this is one of those things you're going to want to really pay attention here. Number one, failure to recognize and to clearly define exactly what one wants. Do a little double check. Do you know clearly what you want? Do you have a definite chief aim? Do you have a defined goal for yourself? You might have lots of subsidiary goals. And that's something that I share how to handle with the women in the Spirit of Wealth group. I have a high level mastermind and masterclass and I take them through something called the belief reprogramming process and help them create something called the creation playbook, which allows you to have multiple goals, but you need to have one overriding chief definite aim. Number two, procrastination with or without cause, usually backed up with a formidable array of alibis and excuses. Take a look. What are you putting off? What are you saying? I can't do that now. I have to do this instead. Where are you going, fogging out, pushing it aside? Be really honest with yourself. Number three, lack of interest in acquiring specialized knowledge. You must be someone who is a master at what they do and you need the knowledge required to do that. You must invest in your education. You must invest your time and your money in bettering your best in making sure you're the best at your field. You must hire people with specialized knowledge if you don't have it and it's not your genius to learn in that field. You must acquire specialized knowledge either for yourself or through someone else. Number four, indecision, the habit of passing the buck on all occasions instead of fair, uh, instead of facing issues squarely, also backed by alibis. Alibis are excuses, stories, the rationalizations that you make. Indecision, guys. Indecision is a decision to stay stopped. Indecision is a decision to stay stuck. Indecision is a decision to stay small and to limit your income. You got to drop kick it. You must become a quick decider. Five, the habit of relying upon alibis instead of creating definite plans for the solutions of problems. This is so key. Stop making up rationalizations. Stop saying it's because blah, blah, blah happened. I can't because blah, blah, blah. I didn't because blah, 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 blah. I'll do that later because blah, blah, blah. No, stop it. Stop it. Come up with a plan. Write it down. Tell me what you're going to do. Then go do it. Find the solution. Don't stay in the story, the excuse, the rationalization for why you can't. Figure out how you can. Number six, self-satisfaction. There is but little remedy for this affliction and no hope for those who suffer from it. Self-satisfaction. I'm all good. I'm so great. I don't have to do more. That's it. I'm done. This is the best it's going to get. No, keep growing. You're either growing or you're dying. 
Do not stay limited. Do not hold yourself back by saying it's good enough. You're good enough. Step into your glory by stepping into more. For the bonus content of this episode, I want to talk about what kind of self-image you need to have to have this attitude of persistence, to have an attitude that you can surf, you can ride the waves, the challenges that life is going to present itself because there will be challenges. That is life. It is not all rainbows and unicorns. And we all know that. But we also all intuitively know that we can actually ride that wave so much easier that it doesn't have to throw us off our game or really crush us. It doesn't have to be a struggle. And yet, most people start off living a life that is in some manner, some percentage of the way they look at it, has a victim mentality. It's just happening to me. Life is happening to me versus life is happening for me. Now that expression you may have heard of already, and yet are you living it? Do you still have in some part of your thinking, in some way that you're showing up, this, this monkey on your back? Wow, that was a hard day. Wow, that that boss said that to me. They made my life horrible. That person over there in my relationship, my lover, my, my husband, my wife, my brother, my sister, my mother, my father, my best friend, my colleague, my partner, my, the, my contractor did something to me that really effed up my day. That's a victim mentality. And what that's indicative of is that you have a self-image that understands herself, has the identity that she is not a powerful creator in this world. She is not someone who is 100% at cause for her outcomes. You have a self-image, an identity that says, life happens to me, I don't have any control. I don't have any control over my outcomes. Now, of course, you know that you have control over some of your outcomes from the very simplistic things of like being able to go to the sink and pour yourself a glass of water. You have control over that. But there are things in your life as as the, the, the situation gets bigger and bigger that you don't feel like you have control over. One main piece that people feel very out of control about is money, how to create money, how to create as much money as they want in the time frame that they want it in. They are a slave to money rather than being the master of it. They are a victim of it rather than knowing how to be a powerful creator. And all of that links right back to your self-image. You must do two things in order to get different outcomes. You must change your self-image, who you understand yourself to be, who you know yourself to be. Now that is housed in your subconscious and most people have a conscious conception of who they are that is not the same thing as what they hold in their subconscious. And guess what? The self-image that's in your subconscious is what wins the day. 
your subconscious drives all your behavior. It drives how you see this world. It drives your perspective. It drives whether you are going to be someone who is persistent or not, who is persistent only after they complain, only after they struggle. What if you were just game on? Let's go right now. Nothing threw you off. What if you had that level of persistence? So your self-image must be changed to match the results that you want. And that's not just on the conscious level, but on the subconscious level. Super important. And then the second thing that needs to change are your actions. You must take different actions. Self-image plus new action. And when you have that new action and you experience success at a different level, you then start seeing yourself as a winner instead of a loser, as capable, now able to handle it versus not able to handle it. As someone who has control over her life, has certainty rather than uncertainty or confusion or overwhelm. And those two things work together, self-image and new action. You must do both. The self-image guides you to be able to take the new action, gives you the possibility of taking the new action. And then the new action builds a new self-image. They go hand in hand. You can't do one without the other. You must build both into your toolkit. And if this is something that you're interested in learning about, please book a consult with me. I'd be happy to tell you more. Okay. With that, Rock it out, be unstoppable, and I'll see you in the next episode. Hey, are you loving this material? We'd love to know. Join our Be Unstoppable Facebook group where we go live answering your questions and sharing even more material to help you step forward powerfully in your business and your life. Go to theunstoppablewoman.com slash Facebook group. When you get there, leave us a comment or ask us a question. We'd love to hear from you. See you in the group and rock it out and be unstoppable.